Oh, it's a backwards hat you have? Or what is that? Skull cap? Back- is- oh, it's a backwards hat. Oh, okay. I thought it was a... Uh... Here's one for you. Oh, wow. That's cool. I've never yeah. seen that one before. You've never seen Colt 45s? No, I have, but not that version. Yeah, it's like I like this one. I've had this for a couple of years. No, that's pretty sweet. Um, welcome in to Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. I think as we start this podcast, I should tell everybody what I uh, the phone call I received this morning, and I think it went something like this: "Hello, hey, um, can anybody tell me that I'm right? Can anyone? <laughs> is anyone out there that can tell me that I that I'm right?" And I was like, "That's not." I was like, what? what? What are you talking about? And it was Hunter Brown. And anyone, anyone out there, anyone out there, Hunter Brown, his first start for the Astros in the spring did not go well. In fact, it, it went poorly. Hunter Brown. I don't know if he was rushed. I don't know if he just didn't have the feel, but through 33 pitches, 16 balls, 17 strikes, He walked a batter with the bases loaded and then hit a batter with the bases loaded. Command has been an issue up until maybe last year with Hunter Brown. And Jeremy, we've both said for a while, I don't think you can count on Jeremy. I don't think you can count on Hunter Brown to pitch, basically to replace Justin Verlander and all those innings and Jake Odorizzi gone and all the issues that the Astros have with this with this rotation and I'm, I'm hogging the microphone, but um, it didn't, it didn't say, can you find someone to tell me to, to say that I'm no, right? I, that's not entirely accurate. Matter of fact, that's not accurate. What I did say is, and, and I, and I, I will enjoy, I will enjoy uh, saying this to you. I said, Oh, so you mean Hunter Brown's start didn't go well and the covers can't throw a baseball. Does anybody out there think that maybe they should have got some veteran starter depth? Does anybody know a certain I don't know, analysts that might have said they should have got that done. That's what I said to you. You know, and you volunteered that it was me. You know, you knew you knew who it was, which, you know, it's a circle gets a square. You knew, gold star. But the reality is, is that um, this, this is like, there's like what they do at NASA. You know what they do at NASA and what they do like in chemistry labs and, you know, medicine and life-saving stuff, surgery, you know, things that really take a lot of brain power. And then there was getting an extra veteran starter for the Astros rotation, which uh, a, a mule could have figured it out. My dog Bernie asked me when he saw Chandler Rome's tweet about Hunter Brown's line. He said, nobody knew this. Roof, Bernie roof. was like, nobody knew. I'm like, I knew. I knew. But I was like, even I knew. How did you not know to get a veteran starter? I, I You know, look, I, I there's a lot that's been out there about some sensitivity of the media Um you know, and in, in, in this particular situation, like it's, it's it's pro sports, it's it's show it's show business, it's not show friends. And we're talking about a team that has an expectation in this city to win. This still has a window to win. You went out and signed Montero for uh, three years and seven hundred twelve million dollars. Okay, so they had the money to do that, and then they went out and signed you know Jose Abreu, you know, who's somebody who's been durable, right? He's been durable. He's been on the field. He's performed. He's a good player. You couldn't go out and get a Wade Miley. Well, you know, it's funny you bring that up, Jeremy, because when I was at spring training, I asked Dusty Baker a question along those lines, and it went like this. Inspiration was given during the offseason about maybe adding a, a, a veteran guy, a starter, to, to come in and maybe give you the seventh guy like you had last year. 
Well, I mean, you got to ask the powers that be, you know. You know, like I got power, but I don't have authority, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that was always a consideration for me. But like I said, I'm not the um, – and at the time, we didn't have a general manager in place in order to make that move, you know. So, and like I said, I didn't have the authority to do that. In hindsight – I guess I could have asked a follow-up, but maybe I was just kind of, I don't know if a follow-up would have really um, would have mattered because I think it would have been the same answer. But to say that we didn't have a GM at the time, that other stuff got done. That other stuff got done, Montero. Now, Montero, you could argue that's a little easier. He's in-house, but they got a Brayu done. Jeff Bagwell went and went and sold did a sales pitch in person with Jose Abreu and Furkus. All right. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like a follow-up question wasn't necessary for this reason. It's a couple years ago when the science stealing scandal broke and I, had, I went in, in the station and we did it. Remember that live thing we did for like 45 minutes, broke it down. And we're listening to Luno's comments, which we knew then was, let's just say less than accurate. And we're listening to, um, you know, um, uh, AJ's comments. And there's kind of a picture still shot that I took one time of us. Cause our faces were like, you were like, and I was like, you know, and it's, it's just, it's one of those things where like Dusty says that and you're like, I don't even know where to go with that. Dusty, let's ha hang on a second. Dusty was able to veto the trade for Wilson Contreras and go ahead and get Vasquez, okay, ahead of the GM. Dusty was 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 able to be a voice and not, I don't care what anybody says, and not signing, re-signing Christian Vasquez to stay here and Corey Lee having the inside track. Corey Lee, 2019 first-round draft pick. Corey Lee, 2019 first-round draft pick from Cal. Corey Lee, teammate of Darren Baker. I'm not going to go ahead and say that it's a duck. I'm just going to say it's quacking, okay? And so you have Dusty Baker that's got some pop there who believes in these players and whatever he thinks, he's able to go ahead and say that. Uh, he was able to convince him to spend money on Montero. He was absolutely involved in Abreu. Jim Crane has shown an unbelievable reliance on Dusty Baker, and good for him. That's his choice. So to tell me you could not go out and get an extra, a fifth starter or a sixth starter depth, to tell me you couldn't go out and sign depth behind the plate, to tell me you couldn't go make these moves that any – Anybody thinking with their head and not just their, oh, the players are going to perform hard because you like these guys, understands it's a different year and those, those moves needed to be made. I'm not going to kill Lance McCullers. That isn't the point. But you don't need the, the magic eight ball to say, is Lance going to get hurt? Yep. You don't, you don't need to do that. Okay. You could have just looked at what happened last year. And when we talked about this stuff in the World Series in Philly, you know, to 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 get back up on the soapbox with both feet, we said, and I never forget the clip. I was like, it's got to be Christian Javier in game three. Nope, Lance McCullers. I was like, huh, what? You know, because you don't want to put him in that situation. You got to know who your personnel is. You got to know how to rely on it. And Lance McCullers can best help to help this this club in a low impact situation where he can eat innings. And 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 be come out of the bullpen and pitch every third third day for short bursts. That's how he can help you. And instead, we're relying on this guy to eat up meaningful innings in over rotation and somebody who's never thrown more than 120 innings in a year. Who until last year people would have said was a reliever. And I saw him in the futures game and I said he was a reliever. 
Okay. And that was in the middle of him having some kind of command. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not killing these guys. They're major leaguers. They belong in the big leagues. What I'm saying is they're not going out and get the right, right personnel. And they're not using who they have in the same situations. Now, last point on Hunter Brown start. We go into spring training every year and we talk about how it's spring training. It's just spring training. Well, for a guy like Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve or Michael Brantley or Jose Abreu, it's just spring training because they're working through those things. They know what they're doing. For a guy that just got there, who's expected to be a, a, a play a very important role in a starting rotation, Hunter Brown, facing hitters who are 4A guys, who are A-ball guys that are in the first camp, facing some big league veterans who are just working through stuff. You cannot go out and get so late like that. You can't have it happen. You have to sit there and be able to execute and have good outings and good hitters, hitters one after another. So it's not the end of the world, but it's concerning. And if he follows it up with another good start, good for him. It's still concerning. You can't go out this early and get tattooed. But it's one start, Jeremy. Why can't nah. you figure that it's nope. it's a guy who's working his way into, uh, into shape and okay. getting his – well, I Sorry, mean, we, we give we give that for we give that the benefit of the benefit of the doubt to other guys that this no, wait, is. A... You know, I, I'm sorry, I, I heard you, and I and I I honor you, and I feel like Kanye walking on the stage with Taylor Swift. You know, I'm gonna let you finish. Well, here's what I'm here's what I'm saying here. Um, I was born at night. You know, did you know that? But just not last night. And this is the problem. Okay, you've got a situation. You got a situation where he doesn't. He's not going to camp to work himself into shape. You go to spring trainer ready to play. You're not Alex Bregman. You are not Jose Abreu. You are not J even Jeremy Pena. You are not these guys now who know their who know that, that their process is to get themselves ready to play in a major league season. He does not have that yet. And so he's got to work through that. He's got to execute. Now, I'm certainly not, again, I've got to say this again, I'm not killing his ability. It's not, it's nothing to do with it. It's got everything to do with the Astros Looking being the only team in the last 412 baseball seasons to turn around and go, we're only going to go to camp with five starters. What? Why? Even even last year they had oh Bernie. See, Bernie's Bernie's pissed. Bernie's like, what are we doing? You know, he's like, Dad, I told in their mind they came in with six. You've got Javier, Framber Valdez, Urquidy, Luis Garcia, McCullers. And Hunter Brown, that's six. So, again, we have mentioned, we've talked about this, that to go into a season banking on a guy who's never thrown more than 130 professional innings, yeah, that's that's not ideal. And, look, they had Justin Verlander last year, and they still had to go to a six-man rotation because of injuries and things like that. So, to, to bank on Lance and to bank on Hunter Brown, I think is definitely not ideal, but I think one start to get, I, I certainly with a guy, a minor leaguer like Hunter Brown, who pitched a lot last year, he should be familiar with the pitch timer. Like, I don't look at him. I mean, he said, I, I think he said that he was feeling rushed and a little bit rushed, oh, but, but, no. um, <laughs> and when you I, say, I when you say shape, you don't mean like physically shape. You mean feel and everything, getting himself conditioned. Yeah, I mean, he's ready to go. I mean, there's some execution that's going to happen just by playing, but you can't come in there, you know, throwing four seamers in the middle of the white, man. You can't be doing that. I mean, you're trying to make trying to make a team and have some impact. 
for a guy like that, every every start, every outing, every hitter builds. It matters. You can't just you can't go back the other way. Um, I'm not again. I gotta say it again. I'm not killing him. It's just it's not. Um, it, it was every club has gone in with seven, sometimes eight starters for over the course of the year. And I know you said they came in with six, and I, I, I correct myself. I'll agree they came in with six, but I do not count Lance McCullers as a starter anymore because he is the he should help in the bullpen, and he should have been there years ago. We might not have been having broken down this much years ago. You know, here I don't understand something. Maybe you can help me with this. Has you ever heard of a guy named John Smoltz? I have. Okay. John Smoltz was a star, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, he was a starter for a long period of time. And then he decided, and the Braves decided after surgery, he was going to go into the bullpen. And he became a closer for a while. Remember that? And I how do. good was he for quite some time after well, that? Well, I, I can tell you right here. Now, as a closer, he did not have a long career as a closer. But after being injured in 2000, he comes back in 01 and does starts and relieving and kind of a combo guy. But in 2002, he comes in and he saves 55 games. The next year, 45 games. The next year, 44 games. And the strikeouts per nine innings were, on average, about 9.7 to 10. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with extending your career, helping your club? What's the problem? And I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming the people that aren't that are paying him and saying well, you're going to go Lance, there. Lance and I've talked about this. Lance, Lance believes he's a starter. He, I'm well, a starter. I want the ball every fifth day. Do you, how about do you want the ball at all, or do you want to be on the shelf? Because right now you're basically at the house and you can't play catch a lot, and you haven't done it. Yeah, this has been a consistent theme with you. So, you know, for, for me, it's it's not that whether or not he's a starter, has the ability to start, or even earn the right to start. It's about, bro, you have another decade of your career ahead of you if you do this right. And you can help your club. And you're not, you're just, you're going to go ahead and, and and limit your innings to, what happens if he throws 90 innings this year? Then he's one of the better relievers in the game anyway. How many did he throw last year? Because we had some issues. We know we had issues. And the year before that, didn't he miss a year in there again, like two? Like how many, how many innings have we thrown here? Well, he hasn't had a healthy spring training since 2019, I believe. Well, I okay. What, but... I, what I what I looked at might have been 20. I forget now. I uh, a lot happens in a week from when you're in spring at spring training. Oh yeah. Um, how, how many innings did he have last year? Last year, uh, he made eight starts and threw 47.2 innings. So I'm sorry. His last healthy spring training was 2021. Hang that on, year, man. that year he went 13 and five. 162 innings last year. That was a career high, by the way. 162 innings. Yeah, let's, last let's, year he last year he threw 47 innings. Okay, let's so 47 innings last year. 162 the year before. 20 was a pandemic, so we're gonna, we're gonna throw that out like everything else. What do you do in 19? 19, he was out. So he's out in 19. 20 doesn't count. 162 and 21. 47 mm-hmm. last year. What do you got in 18? 128. Okay, and what do you got in 17? Uh, 17, 118 innings. He was an all-star that year, but uh, hey, hang 18 on. innings. I think I counted he's had three or four elbow uh, injuries. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 2016, how many innings? He had 81 innings. And 2015, how many innings? 125. All right, so 125 innings in 15, 81 in 16, 128 in 17. Um. How many in 18 you said? One, what was it? One, what? 128 and 18. Uh, 
19, he was out. 20 is a pandemic. 47 and 21. No, 47 and 22 and 162 and 21, right? Correct. Okay, you have a guy who's average because you take the 47 and the 162, and that's going to settle somewhere in the... 100? Uh, no, because you're 80 apart. Huh? You're you're 120 apart, right? Okay, well, I'm, I'm just saying if you take... Yeah, so 100, you're right, so 100. So you have 100 innings, you have 120, 120, 120, 80. Do we see a theme here? It's a, he's he is a fifth starter durability wise, or he might be as I said. As I said seven or eight years ago, he might be one of the best relievers in the game. Okay, so we can do this all day, but it, it, no matter what he says, the Astros should know this. It's not their first day with Lance. He didn't just walk in the clubhouse and go, "Hi, I'm Lance McCullers." I'm your number two. It's not what happened. It was like, hey, man, you we drafted you. You've been here. We've been. We've done this together. You represent Houston. You got Houston on your back. I mean, let's go. And you, hundred, you're averaging 120 innings. It's easy to see. It's been 100, 100, 120 innings a year of what you can give this ball club. Why not condense that to 80 and be freaking dominant? Don't worry about the rest of it. Stay healthy. Be with the club all year. Get your rest when you need to, and get your money up. On top of that. I don't know, man. Just you know, there's 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 just like there's common sense, and then there's this, and I don't know what to say about it. So I, I get I get that he says that, but that's just that's not even it's it's a it's a bad it's a bad decision for everybody all around, and the Astros are not going to feel it. And of course, we have to talk about the rule changes when you look at uh, the goal for Major League Baseball: more action, shorter games. Thus far, it appears to be working. When you look at the Astros, the first three games, I have the numbers in front of me, 207, 219, 233. So their first game, 233, 207, 219. A lot of fans are not happy with this. I have I have one commenter on my Facebook page, Sharon. She weighs in quite a bit. It stinks. Shorter games should mean lower ticket prices than people talking about how these 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 teams they won't be able to sell as many ads and you know the whole game is rushed and you know blah 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 now i respect those opinions but i will say this baseball doesn't care about your opinion nope baseball does not care about your opinion baseball doesn't care because the people who are really upset about this Baseball already has those people. You're going to watch regardless. What this is geared toward is the casual fan, the fan who is 10 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old right now, that the league is trying to groom into the, the customer for the next 50, 60 years. Baseball got to this point where the game to many of us was not good, not good, not watchable, took forever. I'm all for it, Jeremy. I, 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 you know, these guys, they can have their automatic balls and automatic strikes for not being ready. I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it because there's nothing worse to me. Playoff games are different, but to sit around a game in April or May or mid-June at four hours, uh, players don't like it either. They don't like it. I um, I can say this, just you know, 
long baseball games and slow tempo kills everything. It, it, that's not that's not an issue as far as the pitch clock. I, I don't think the pitch clock in itself is a bad idea. What I do think is it's a little bit of it's it's too soon. Eight seconds is too is too soon. I think if you did fifteen seconds. You'd stay on time. You'd stay in rhythm, you know, because you're talking about guys have to look like you're looking at the pitcher and in the box. And you, know, you got to give them a few more. Even 12 seconds would be better, you know, because you see a lot of things right on the border here. You know, they're right on the border. Um, you know, in college, when I, w- I was in college and they put in a rule change about you couldn't get out of the box with both feet unless you swung the bat. You had a reset, right? Um, there's nothing wrong with that because you got to keep a foot in the box. You got to get, you got to get going. And then if you, yeah, you know, if you swing and miss or, or you foul one off or whatever, then you can take out, reset yourself, and then get back in. Games moved fine. The, the real reason this is in, though, is because baseball doesn't have enough um, guts. Yes, I listen to what I'm saying here. Baseball doesn't have enough guts to say we let the wrong people tell us how to play it. Because you have more, you have, you know, guys, and the more they throw hard or the harder they're trying to throw, the, lo- the less they can stay in the game because intent wears down. The uh, more walks, the more swings and misses, the more uppercuts, the more all of the stuff they did to try to video game this thing. They now had to get rid of a shift. 100, 100 and whatever amount of years beforehand, never had to get rid of a shift. Probably a problem. Okay. Then you had to go back and you had to go ahead and put in an automated uh, balls and strike system. Okay. For me, and this is completely just me, I think they're saying these guys throw too many balls. So we're going to make sure the zone's called call differently just a little bit. That's just my opinion. I'm not saying I have anything to back that up. That's my opinion. And I think the, the 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 shorter pace is okay. I think two hours and seven minutes make like a video game. You know, that's a little bit a little bit much. The RBI baseball factor, the say yeah, that stuff's a little bit quick, you know, whatever they what I used to have this um, video games came, came out and baseball video games happened, you know. I was all over them back then, you know, everybody was. But um, you know, you've got these different systems and you can, you know, create a player and yeah, you know, it just seems like the guys that sat at home all day were you know, pick last for recess. I mean, at recess to play the game, no offense. They decided they're going to play video game and they get on TV and go, look at that. We got baseball, major league baseball, everybody. Congratulations. You know, and, and I, and maybe that's a, a little bit of levity to say like it's, it's needed because of the way the game is played. Which is why you're not going to hear now which is why you're not going to hear an argument from me, but I do think it's a little bit short and a little bit rushed. Um, and I think there's, there's a chance to get somebody hurt because eight seconds doesn't allow the, the brain to reset. It doesn't allow the, uh, the, uh, as much intent as these guys pitch with, it doesn't allow them to get their breath underneath them. I mean, you're going to see guys tiring out and blowing out. There's some real concerns. They didn't think about it. And here's something else I can tell you. I know it was collectively bargained. I've seen Buster only uh, on Twitter say make comments about collective this, collective that it was. But I promise you this came from the commissioner's office and not the players. Okay. So they'll see where this goes. And, you know, I, I, my hope is that they can get together and make adjustments where need be. I don't want to see somebody get hurt. I don't want to see guys overthrow the ball. I don't want to see guys rush through things. All it takes is one injury and one guy to blow out when he shouldn't have blown out because he's back on the mound um, or a guy overswings because he's not mentally set and he's frustrated and and, 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 and a guy gets hurt and the player is going to have to lose their mind. So, you know, concept-wise needed. The reason why we got here is, is too sad and they won't admit it, but um, – you know, it's almost like saying, like, you know, yeah, you know, fastball command and control and making hard con- contact, staying in the middle of the field is good. Really? Oh, thank you. Thanks for letting us know that. Appreciate it. I thought that the executive committee of the MLBPA 
I thought that they were against the pitch. Yeah, because the MLBPA rejected the pitch clock. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so you're right. I mean, this was on baseball. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a this is a Rob Manfred special. But but you know, I I feel that a lot of pitchers seem to like a quicker pace, right? Because aren't you, I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole point of stepping out of the box, disrupt the rhythm. I thought, I thought Justin Verlander with the pitch comm system and everything else, I, I thought he used that to his advantage to, to really, to really get into a groove and, and get, and get, uh, get on the mound, throw pitches and, and get a good quick pace of play going. But everybody likes a quicker game like nobody does nobody wants to play in a four-hour baseball game when you're playing it when you're watching nobody wants it that's not the issue the issue is how forcibly implemented it is right now with guys didn't go through the system with it right there needs to be a little more of a of a graduation period for a people who've never launch. done it a soft launch okay soft launch now if you're an a ball and this is all you ever know and you're coming out of college rules that are pretty similar then transitioning to the big leagues ain't going to be a problem because you're used to it but if you're in the big leagues already you've never done this this is going to take some significant getting used to. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. Um, like I said, it takes one guy to get hurt, and you may see some adjustments. I don't understand um, why it has to get to that point, but I guess that's how we're going to roll. You know why it got to this point. It, it's very interesting, though, to see Carlos Correa. There's some video that was circulating on Twitter. Carlos Correa, pitch comes in, takes a second, walks around, like, and then he's like, oh, crap, I got to get in that box. That was interesting because, uh, you know, and, and I get it. I know a lot of, of people who work for you that are mentioning, you know, players take that time to to refocus and and to really think about what they're trying to do and and strategize and and think what pitch is coming. And but um, again, I'm 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 all for the pitch clock. I'm, I'm all for so the, the amount of times that I have sat there. I'm only going to speak for me and said, get in the box and get on the mound. OK, it, it's epic. Um how because, would you have handled this? Where did you uh when you were playing, were you a guy that took your time, adjusted your batting gloves, blah, blah, blah? Or were you pretty much would you have been able to handle would have been would it have been a, a much of an adjustment for you if you were in the big leagues at this time? It would be an adjustment for me because I, I always I cleared my I took a deep breath and cleared myself. The eight seconds would be a problem. Twelve to fifteen wouldn't be an issue. Jeremy, you, know? you, can, you can take a breath in eight seconds. I've seen. No, I saw, no, no, because you get into a rhythm that starts when you're younger. Um, so I'm talking about when they implement it, right? Some of these rules are implemented at the, at the younger levels and they move up. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, tournament baseball. I'm talking about just, you know, like high school baseball and where they actually play full games. You know what I mean? Like high school baseball and college baseball. You can do it there. Um, I took a little bit to get to the plate. I did. A little bit to dig in. Once I was in, I was in, you know, and I had this conversation with somebody the other day who, you know, played a long time, you know, 20, 20 years, 18 years. And we were talking about our routines. Everybody's got, excuse me, everybody's got a routine. My, um, once I was in, I was in because in college it was ingrained that I just stepped out, got my sign and got right back in the box. I mean, that's what, that's what you did. So, um, if I, you know, took a swing and I stepped out and that was that, but I didn't, um, I didn't do anything that slowed the game down once the bat began. And I think what you're seeing is MLB is correctly trying to combat the pitcher going around the mound and, you know, the ball off the backstop and let me get another one. Let me get back. They're trying to, they're, they're not wrong for instituting some kind of a clock, but they are at eight seconds. That that's, that's early. 
because guys haven't done it. So, All right, time to uh, play the game. And I guess maybe it's just this is your life, Jeremy Booth. Jeremy Booth played in 2005. I don't know if – I didn't check if it was the whole season. But in 2005, you played where? It was part of the season. Elmira. You played with the Elmira Pioneers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeremy, in 2005, the Elmira Pioneers, who led that team in home runs that season? I'm going to say Trey Beeman. Man, you always get these. <laughs> I don't give you any heads up. I just do them cold. Do you know how many home runs he hit? Seven? Five. Yeah, Elmira was not an easy place to hit. All right, bonus um, question. What yeah. are the dimensions of Dunfield and Elmira? <laughs> oh, I mean, they weren't that big. Three, was, I don't know, 325 or 330 on the line. 325 is right. Yeah, three. Um, to center. 410, maybe? No, nah, 358. 386 no right center. That's wrong. Center field at three, that's wrong because there's a river oh. behind it. Okay, um, I'm looking here at uh, now Dunfield. It says 386, and unless they did some sort of renovation, it probably did because the college lead there now. But it was about 410, you know, when I was there because it didn't go anywhere. Like you had some, the ball just did not carry in Elmira. I mean, I remember that year I had 109 lineouts over the course of the year, or balls that I hit hard that were out. It was the most frustrating part of the season, um, you know. But we just the ball just didn't go anywhere. So, but no, yeah, Beam when I were, were teammates a couple of times. We were teammates up there too, and I he hit I hit behind him when I got there uh, for the. I think I was there for 110 at bats, something like that. So right there, it was there to finish the year. 178. Where else did you play that season? I was there at 100, for 178 at bats in Elmira. Yeah, actually, yeah, plate appearances 178, 161. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot. Where else did you play that uh, year? Do you remember? I played Worcester. in Worcester to start out, and yep. I was hurt and I was not healthy and. Uh, Chris Colabello came in and Wally pit me and the rest was history for him. And I went home. For yeah, that was, that was before month. he made it to the bigs. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, he was 21. Yeah. yeah. And I went, I went home for about a month, got healthy and I went to play with beam over in Elmira. One other uh, major leaguer played on that Worcester tornadoes team. There were two uh, major leaguers, Chris Colabello and Johanny Valera, man, dude, who was also a teammate of mine in Tampa. So that's unfair. All right. Well, Maybe we're just going to retire this game because Jeremy gets them right all the time. Who is the other? Who is the other big leaguer in Elmira? Do you know? Uh, I don't. I didn't think there was another big leaguer. Greg Kegel. Oh shoot! Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Who's from Elmira? He was also the manager. He was the manager. Correct. I knew he was from Elmira only because being from upstate New York, you kind of get a sense of yep. who's from where and blah blah blah. All right. Well, we're almost out of time. Uh, apologies to everyone for last week. I was at spring training. Jeremy was not, but that's okay. And um, hopefully we'll was, get back. Huh? I was taking over the world, Jason. <laughs> taking over the world, huh? All right. <laughs> All right. Let me get a split screen here as we say goodbye. So for Jeremy, I'm Jason. As always, thanks for listening to the Extra Bases podcast and leave your comments, questions, concerns, and we'll answer them. We will. I'm not lying. If you leave a question, a comment, anything, we will answer it. That's It'll what happen. I promise. 
It's going to happen. It yeah. Will. All right. Take care, everybody.